start recording. Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm accompanied by my partner in film, Devin, and we're here to present our review of Godzilla Minus One. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. Or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. So, Devin, happy Monday, the first uh, December Monday of 2023. What's going on? How you been? And what, what did you do this weekend? I'm, I'm curious. Can't, can't believe it's already December. Like, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you can really say to that. It's, all, it's only a real answer. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. It's like, you know, again, you know, we always go back to it, but it's like as soon as, you know, 2020 happened, it's like everything's just a blur. But uh, did you do anything fun this weekend? Or I, I don't know if I can't remember if I talked to you this weekend or not. I don't think so. Um, well, Saturday was a pretty good time. We uh, ended up seeing Godzilla minus one. This movie we were covering with Matt. It was a good time. Matt and Marley. And then after that, we had a nice game night at their place. Nice. That's awesome. Um, man, mine was, I don't know. The weekends are just, they're, they're never long enough. Uh, Friday, I didn't do too much. Uh, Saturday night, I went to a friend's uh, show. And then Sunday is when I saw Godzilla Minus One with a buddy of mine in 4DX. That was an experience. That's a lot of these. <laughs> yes. Um, it was, whew, man, wild. I, I don't know if I'll ever do that again, but I'm glad that you had a good weekend. <laughs> did you uh, Did you see Godzilla in IMAX or no? No, it was just regular. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. Because I think the, uh, I think the closest IMAX is in Avon. I believe so. Because that's where I went to go see The Hunger Games for the second time, the uh, the prequel with uh, my uh, sister and my mom. Yeah, there's like the the Cinemark XD, but it wasn't showing that for some reason. Yeah, I noticed for us, like they had IMAX showings for Godzilla minus one. I feel like theaters were just weren't expecting this to be a hit, and then it was. Yeah, I think they. Um, I don't know if this was fil- filmed for IMAX or not, but I know. We had a f- we had IMAX showings yesterday, but they didn't start until like six seven o'clock. I think it's because of the uh, Beyonce concert um, that's out because I know that's also an IMAX. Much like um, when Taylor Swift had her concert, she took up a lot of IMAX screens as well. But yeah, I'm I'm glad you had a, a great weekend altogether. But for those listening uh, for the first time, welcome, and uh, for returning. Listeners, again, welcome. Uh, Today, we are going to be giving a spoiler-free review of Godzilla Minus One. This kind of just came out of surprise. I I knew it was coming out. I knew a Godzilla movie was coming out this year, but I didn't do a lot of research on it, and I didn't know too much about it altogether. But I'm glad that we were able to see this, and I implore everyone else 
to watch this movie. It is fantastic. Quite. I mean, this is literally one of the best movies of the year. Like it is in my top five, like right now it's fan. I think it's, it's either number three or four right now. Um, after giving it some thought, but it is a wild ride. So without further delay to build up the anticipation, we'll be right back after this introduction to Godzilla minus one. ま、私と同じね。親子とも and we are back with our Godzilla minus one review. The director and writer of this film is the one, the only Takashi Yamazaki. He is. He's also the main BFX um, coordinator with the movie as well. He is. It's, yeah, it's, it's rare. It feels like that's rare to direct, write, and do VFX. Like, did it all. Hey, if if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. You know, he had his team, but you know, he's like, it, it needs to look. You know, he wants his version of Godzilla to look a certain way, and by gum, he he they got it done on a fifteen million dollar budget i believe which is insane to think about but uh the stars of this film we have sakura ando rinosuke kamiki and minami hanabe the synopsis of this film is as follows post-war japan at its lowest points when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant monster baptized in the horrific power of the atomic bomb. So just a little backstory on Godzilla. He is a literal allegory for um, the atomic bomb or like nuclear destruction. Um, of course, of everything that happened during World War II, which is where this film takes place. It kind of takes place on the tail end of World War II in Japan. And for those also wondering what Godzilla Minus One actually means, uh, the concept of the Minus One in this film is that Japan, which had already been in a devastating war, World War II, was facing a new threat of Godzilla bringing the country into the minus. So the idea is that Godzilla is attacking at a time when the country is very much on its heels. They're they're already at ground zero. And then this brought them just even further down. Yeah. It brought them to sub zero. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) I I did think initially that it was something to do with the temperature because there is portion of the movie where Godzilla has got some, got some iciness. 
So I thought it was like negative one degrees, but it ended up being that instead. <laughs> Could you imagine Godzilla negative one? <laughs> but then again, some of the posters, like it's minus one, but it literally just reads, you know, for I guess American mathematics, uh, negative one. But yeah, we're just going to dive straight on into this because, man, this was a big, big surprise. Um, for those also who don't know, before uh, we get into our spoiler for your review, this is a um, Japanese uh, film. So there are subtitles. And I kind of found that out like last minute. But then when I looked more into the movie, I kind of assumed that was happening, but I was like, maybe they'll have a dub, but usually with live action foreign films, when they dub over, it's, it's never good. Um, I watched, uh, <laughs> I watched squid game that way, uh, the Korean, uh, series, but it, eh, it's, it, this is definitely better in Japanese. It's very easy to follow along. Um, then it's technically a foreign film. So <laughs> I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial reactions to Godzilla minus one. Yeah. Uh, going into this one, uh, this is a movie that was really not on my radar at all. Um, going into this, I knew of it, but I didn't know anything about it. Any of the background didn't know it was Japanese made. Um, I just kept seeing over the past few weeks, there's just been hype building and building like like different reviews have been dropping. People have been saying how amazing this movie is. And then at one point you said you wanted to cover it. So I was like, all right, let's, let's give it a shot. Let's see what the hype is about. And oh boy, the, the hype is real on this one. Like I didn't know what to expect going in and it kind of just blew away every expectation. Um, I know on our holdovers review that we said that was the surprise hit of the year, but I think Godzilla might've, might've stomped out Paul Giamatti on this one here out of nowhere for me, at least where the biggest, biggest compliment to this movie is that we actually care about these human characters. And that is something that really, in my experience has never been done in a Godzilla movie before where even when Godzilla is not on the screen, we are very much so entertained and intertwined in this story and in these characters. And that's something that uh, I know the director and writer Sid was definitely a big part of what he wanted to accomplish. And he definitely did that. And I was very impressed by that because these characters um, at the end of the day, we, we, if they die, that's we, we care about that. It's usually the other way around, where you're watching the movie and you're rooting for Godzilla the whole time. He's like the big, the big bad guy that you just kind of root for carnage and terror. But on this one, he is the bad guy. Like you do not want him to win, and you want him to be taken down. And this movie does such a good job of, of portraying that. Like he just looks so badass and legitimately scary at times. Like that's never been done before, where he just looks like an actual monster and it like just the looks in his eyes and the way he's like hunting down people and there's just reckless abandon. He doesn't care. He's just a killing machine in this one. Um, the fact that you said the budget is 15 million, that is incomprehensible. Like, I don't understand how they did that $15 million budget. And it looks this good, like pretty, pretty much flawless. Like I can't really think of any moments where it's like, uh, that looks a bit off. Like, oh, uh, maybe they could have done better there. Like, nope, it just looks amazing throughout the entire movie. And to do that on like a tenth of the budget of a usual Hollywood movie, like for example, Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong's like 150 million. This blows that out of the water for like the effects and everything. And it's just the more I learn about this movie, the more I'm impressed by it, and I just can't get enough of kind of 
that post movie research that a lot of people do where you're just kind of invested in a movie and you want to learn more about it. That's what's I'm deep in that. So I sent you that, that corridor, um, yeah. Corridor crew. That was the yeah. Name. Corridor crew. Yeah. 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 They're able to kind of give us those, um, you know, how VFX are done, you know, from the early days. Cause Godzilla has been around since like the 1940s, but sorry, go ahead. I definitely recommend that video. They have an interview with the director and it's very charming and just kind of shows his mindset and what he wanted to accomplish with this movie. Um, but I think that's kind of always a sign of when a film really um, has an effect on you, when you just kind of keep looking stuff up after the movie, because you just want to learn more about it and how it was made. That's kind of the movie magic behind it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I, as always, I, I always take to the streets of, of letterbox me being an, a new patron of letterbox for a year, trying it out. It's, it's been pretty cool so far. Um, but I kind of just, these are just like my, it's like my super quick thoughts after I saw the movie saying that, you know, this Godzilla movie reigns supreme as like the best in years. Um, ever since like 2014, there's kind of been, there's been a resurgence in Godzilla because there was the 2014 Godzilla, which led to Kong Skull Island, which then led to Godzilla King of the Monsters. And that led over all the way to uh, Godzilla versus Kong. And we're getting another Godzilla movie outside of Minus One, which is a part of that uh, MonsterVerse, uh, like essentially the the American. Yeah, I don't even know of, what they're calling it. It's like Godzilla X Kong. X Kong. Yeah, I don't even know. It's like I think I saw someone call it Godzilla Kong, but it's like what is the actual title? That and that that trailer. I don't know if you saw, watched the trailer yet, but it's so hard to watch that trailer after seeing this movie. No, it, seriously. It is like yeah, it's definitely a downgrade like that last moment in the trailer where it's Kong and Godzilla running together. It just looked goofy. I couldn't get past it. See, I didn't mind that of the trailer too much, but there, there is, yeah, there's a big difference when it comes to like American, uh, the Americanized version of Godzilla and the Japanese version of Godzilla. And for minus one, like you had mentioned, you know, this we've, we've seen, we've seen so many Godzilla movies, and, you know, usually nine times out of 10, the, the story of the humans, because that it's that's really what it should drive these movies forward. Um, the usually the human connections it's just usually you just kind of follow a group of humans trying to, quote unquote, help Godzilla, because usually within the other movies, at least since 2014, since like the resurgence, I haven't watched the Monarch uh, series just yet, but I, I do want to watch that. But since 2014, um, you know, it's it's usually these characters are kind of just like thrown to the wayside, like, oh, yeah, they're here. But I would say this movie I mean, it definitely surpasses like all the other Godzilla movies we've had within recent years. I was going to ask, have you, have you seen like any of the older ones? Cause I haven't seen anything like pre 2000, like any of those ones. Cause there's been a lot. I mean, obviously I've seen all the recent ones from America, but. Right. I haven't seen anything pre 2000. I think there was one in the nineties that like that Americanized Godzilla. I did watch that once at a friend's house. But I haven't revisited it since. Um, I've, been, I've been hearing everyone say this is like the best Godzilla movie ever. And I would actually kind of have to agree. Yeah, you have to agree because I haven't seen the other ones. But just based on these past 20 years, it definitely is. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Within the past twenty years, for sure. Like, yeah, we can't really speak to like the old, old school Godzilla movies. I'm sure that you know, there's a lot of Godzilla fanatics out there. There's like Shin Godzilla as well. But from what we've experienced with Godzilla, the movies that we've seen, this is definitely the best Godzilla movie um, to to date, at least for us. But it was kind of it, it was this movie was just it was. I'm like, I'm kind of at a loss for words because I loved the human characters. You know, you have this kamikaze pilot who, you know, it's towards the end of the war and he kind of gets um, pardoned from his kamikaze duties after a few uh, instances. And then it, you know, it just rolls from there, you know, like him coming home and, like, like I said, this is towards the end of World War II, so Japan is already in a state of peril and a state of recovery, like barely even recovering, you know, for, um, for this main character to come home and to find, like, pretty much everything that he knew um, just gone. Everything's just destroyed. But, you know, the, the movie goes from there, and... Like, you know, I know we keep going back to the characters, but the characters in this in this movie were just so gosh darn good. And it really made those it made those scenes with Godzilla more impactful because this is a humans versus Godzilla story. This isn't the humans. Oh, you know, like, well, we found this monster and they seem to be finding another monster. Like, no, like Godzilla is on a freaking rampage through Jinza and Tokyo and the way that they're able to combat against Godzilla is fan freaking tastic. Um, you know, you, you you see Godzilla wrecking cities left and right, and you you really do feel the power of this being. Like you know, we've seen it in other movies, but this is the first movie where you know you feel as if the human characters are just completely defenseless, and it's like. They're like, hey, like we have to stop this thing. You know, we're coming off of a war. This is putting the country in an even worse state than the war um, for World War Two. And it's when when I saw it, it was in 4DX, like I mentioned earlier. Um, <laughs> I can't not recommend to see this in 4DX uh, because it was a fun time. Um, literally, anytime there's like you know, you're on a boat or like you know, you're in the air, like flying in the plane. It, it really did put you in the shoes of these people. And anytime, you know, Godzilla's coming through wrecking just like buildings or, you know, um, small villages or like, uh, attacking like beaches, you felt it, man. Like I felt like I was on like a Disney wild, like roller coaster, like a jungle adventure. It, it was insane, Devin. Like it, it was. Yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> it was a little bit jarring, but because there, I think there are there were some scenes in the film where the 40x worked very well, but others they probably could have done without. But I want to go see this again in IMAX because that's I want to see the full scale of Godzilla, and there's. With within these characters, that the main character, more specifically, you, you man, the speeches. 
I'm sorry. I'm gone all over the place. I know I'm kind of just aimlessly talking about that's just, just the sign of a good movie. Once again, sign of a great movie, even and it being in Japanese, like we haven't, I can't really say I've experienced like a, a Japanese Godzilla film in its entirety. And I'm glad that we were able to watch this because it felt so freaking authentic. Yeah. It's, it was very easy to follow too. Like obviously you're, there's subtitles, but it's just like the story in general. It's, it's very simple, but it's very effective. Like in it, its simplicity is part of why it's so good. Yeah. And my friend actually came with me. He had to use the bathroom. It was kind of funny. He left during one of the best scenes. He didn't know it though. He left during one of the best scenes of the movie, Devin. And he came back. He's like, what did I miss? I'm like, Dude, we'll just have to talk after <laughs> because, um, you know, we, we of course we could see Godzilla's atomic breath um, as well. But I I love how we were actually able to see the damage of what Godzilla does to these people and how it affects their lives on on sea, on land, anywhere, air, kind of, sort of. Unless you know, Godzilla can't sprout wings, but <laughs> there's always that. <laughs> Man, oh man, that would have been in freaking insane. But I'm sorry, I'm taking up too much airtime. Devin, is there anything else or anything you wanted to mention that we haven't been able to talk about yet? I really just I love the the ragtag crew we get here with the um this group of characters that we have at the core of the kind of the core team that has to kind of band together and come up with a plan to defeat Godzilla, which is just something you can't even like fathom and kind of. I really like the plan they ended up coming up with because obviously I'm no scientist, but it all made sense. Like when I was hearing it, like, yeah, let's sink them to the depths of the ocean and then let's raise them all, raise them back up quickly and rapidly. And all that air pressure will just kind of doom him. And then of course it didn't end up working because he's Godzilla. Um, didn't end up working as exactly planned, but they, uh, they got the job done at the end of the day and, just, I love the scientist. I think his name was uh, Kenji Noda. He kind of gave me Kwei Kwan uh, vibes, just kind of off of appearance. And it's just, once again, these characters that you care about them. And Godzilla, he just looks so cool. And the battle that they have, it's just, it's all really well done. Yeah. And, you know, just speaking on like the main character, Shikishima. Um, he was fantastic, you know, him being the kamikaze flight pilot and him effectively finding a new life after the war and, um, you know, him kind of dealing with the shame that came with his decisions that we're not really going to disclose. But the fact that he was able to build a life with uh, Oishi Norkiko or Noriko, excuse me. Kiko was the, uh, the little girl's name. She was so cute. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was great too. And it, it's, yeah. Uh, Shikishima's it, it, it really, obviously he's the main character, but it, you know, he goes through his own stages of grief and wondering if he should be alive or not. And it's, you, you think it's going to go one way and then it doesn't, but then the very end of the movie, Devin, I'm not sure if you caught this, but there's, there's some things creeping around um, did, did you, do you know what I'm talking? I'm trying to talk about it without talking actually about it, but yeah, there's a, there's also like a little audio Easter egg after the credits too. Is it really? I didn't, I didn't know. 
Yeah, just like a little audio clip. Ooh, that's more like a noise than anything. But gotcha. So, do you think we'll get a sequel to this? Because I would love a sequel to this. Yeah, I, I had to imagine because just based on the success this movie's having and the critical critical theme it's reaching, where yeah, this is all, like at least here in America, it's all word of mouth. Like, I don't think anyone expected this movie to do well, and. Over the past, over this past weekend, more and more people have been going to see it because everyone's been saying how good it is and it's just kind of spreading like that. And it's kind of that natural word of mouth growth. It's also just the perfect time where, like you said, kaijus and Godzilla in general are just booming right now. And we're getting more movies in the future. We have this Monarch show, which I did watch the first episode of last night because obviously I was in the Godzilla mood and it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good start. Um, Okay. It's not focused on Godzilla specifically, just monsters in general, at least yeah. the first episode. But yeah, it's definitely entertaining. But yeah, it's, it's a perfect time because there's just going to be so much kaiju in the next few years. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've been reading through like a lot of uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, like just a few people's comments and stuff. People saying that, you know, like this movie shows that like, Kaiju movies aren't like retiring anytime soon. That came from Katie Smith Wong from Flick Feast, uh, Keith Gar- uh, Garlington from Keith and the Movies. Um, he was saying Godzilla minus one offers a crass course on how to make a blockbuster. It has a signature thrills and big screen spectacle, and you know, but it's deeply ingrained in the human element uh, that makes it a standout. And I hope. I hope we do get a sequel for this. You know, obviously this is just based on an existing property, but I mean, especially with a budget like that, like 15 million, like it just feels like you can do so many movies. Yeah. That's what happens when your director is um, also the VFX, you know, uh, supervisor. So he's making sure that I wonder how long it took, man. Oh man. I don't know. It's like, and, and you know, obviously a lot of work was put into this film. So it's not like it was done effortlessly, but I think that Hollywood can kind of look at this and say, Hey, you know, with, with the right amount of people, instead of like 10 teams making one movie, right about people and time. Yeah. Time, time is a big one as well. And you know, the, the, the runtime for this runs in it like two hours and five minutes. And you know, it's audience scores at a 98 and to, uh, tomato meters at a 96. And, you know, I definitely agree with those scores because it is just wild. If if you are a fan of Godzilla or just looking for a new take on Godzilla, um, it's, you know, this movie does get me excited for Godzilla uh, X Kong, but this is obviously a different Godzilla. So it doesn't uh, follow that storyline, but um, yeah, like he, Godzilla himself, he was in the film a good amount, unlike in 2014, where like you see, you know, he's kind of like the shadows on the wall type situation. But here I feel like he was, you know, well, like when when he came on screen, they made sure that you knew. Yeah. Speaking of um, that 2014 one, I saw in the trivia on IMDb that Gareth Edwards, who directed that one, attended a screaming of this one. And he said that he was jealous because this is what a Godzilla movie should be like. That's that's some high praise there. Yeah, well, I mean, he also killed off one of his best characters <laughs> in his own movie. So it's like the the writers, you know, it, it was Brian Cranston. And I think Brian Cranston even agrees that, like, his character should not have been killed off. Yeah, when you when you have Brian Cranston in a movie and we still don't care about any of the human characters, there's an issue there. Yeah, like, I mean, it, but he was like he was the most interesting like human character, like his storyline was so interesting and just so compelling. And 
they, they kind of just like, okay, well, you know, he's going to die. Then I was like, well, then I just stopped caring about the movie altogether. But yeah, like Gareth Edwards, it's like, I mean, I, I get being like a little jealous, but like, I mean, this is Godzilla. Like this is, this is the OG. Like this is cultural for sure. Like this, like I want to see more of these kind of movies. Like I said, I'm, I'm excited for Godzilla X Kong, but after seeing this, it's going to be like not saying the comparing, cause obviously Kong isn't in this film, but just from the Godzilla aspects, I feel like in those movies, they keep making it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and by the way, Kong should have won in Godzilla versus Kong, but it's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I definitely want to rewatch those other movies, but like, man, this is, this is at the top of the list for me this year. Let's get into our final thoughts and our ratings here. Devin, I'll pass it back over to you so you can give your final thoughts and ratings for this film. Yeah. Final thoughts. Uh, biggest surprise hit of the year by far. Was not expecting it. Uh, the hype is real. So if you have not seen it and you have any interest you need to go see it while it's in theaters don't know how long that'll be but hopefully it would get a nice long run here in america because i think based on the poster it looks like it came out um about a month ago in japan so yeah um, definitely go see it um definitely one of the best movies of the year for me as well as far as the score goes we'll probably give it like a 96 overall like there really aren't many issues at all um it just, I mean, there's just some story beats where it feels a little convenient, like especially the ending. It just feels like, oh, that's a bit convenient, but the movie is so good. I just kind of forget about it because I enjoy the movie so much. And that's like and when we were talking about the other day about like, you know, the five star rating, like for films like this, like, you know, we can have, you know, small little tidbits here and there. But like if the film works just like overall because obviously you know like people say like no film is perfect um but yeah this this movie was i'm I'm glad that we were able to cover it i'm glad that you know you you know taking a chance on films like this where it's like oh people could have easily just like disregarded this and like said oh well you know well this movie doesn't have kong in it so i'm not gonna watch it but like this the, the score itself Oh, we didn't even talk about the score. The score was so good. I was, it was like, I told Matt it was like uh, running through brick wall music the entire time. Just, it just kept building up. But it was like old school Godzilla, like monster. Yeah, they mixed in the old music and the original Godzilla roar. Like, yeah. Perfectly. And you felt it. And Godzilla himself, like it's kind of a mixture between the, you know, the modern Godzilla with Godzilla versus Kong and like Shin Godzilla almost because it has that vintage look, that vintage feel, that, that vintage atmosphere to it while, you know, still being made in 2023. And I commend everyone who's worked on this movie because it was definitely not easy. What did they say? It was over like 500 terabytes for the VFX, VFX for water or something, something yeah, of just, that nature. Just the water in the ocean alone. Right. And that is wild. But yeah, Godzilla himself, like, you know, he looked cool, but like he, he was a threat in this movie. And that is something that I think they were able to do like well done. And it's like, Hey, it's just humans versus Godzilla. Who's going to come out on top. We don't know, but Godzilla definitely surprises us a few times in this movie as well as, as well as the human characters. But yeah, with, with all that said, so you're giving this a 96 out of a hundred. Um, I am, I'm really teetering on just giving this, like a solid 100 
And I don't think I've given a movie this since Spider-Verse because like everything about it, at least to me and, and me speaking subjectively, um, cause you know, that's how, that's how you're supposed to view film. Um, not on an objective basis, but subjectively everything here worked for me. Um, towards the end, there was one thing where something, you know, a person gets a telegram and I kind of assumed what was going on, but then there's another little twist towards the end of that or like I was right, but it's, it was still impactful um, altogether. And yeah, I'm, I'm ready to give this a hundred out of a hundred. Like, so we've got a 98 overall. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that'll be our median score between Devin and I's score for Godzilla minus one. Cause man, this was just wild. And I want to see it again. I want to own it on Blu-ray. I don't even want a, uh, English dub of this movie. This movie needs to remain untouched. <laughs> Just give me a 4K Blu-ray uh, copy and I'm I'm good to go. But yeah, still excited for Godzilla X Kong. But I mean, after seeing this, it's it's going to be hard to uh, it's going to be hard to top. And I'm sure it's going to be a good time altogether. But that does conclude today's episode. If you enjoy what you heard. On today's show, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred podcast platform of choice and make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram and threads at film optics. That is optics with an X. And don't forget to share an episode of our podcast with a fellow movie lover, whether it be your mother, your brother or your significant other. Spread the love for the film optics podcast. Now, let's take a sneak peek at what you can listen to now on the show and what is upcoming. So as of this recording, you can listen to our Saltburn review, spoiler-free, and our spoiler-free review of Wish, as well as our The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes review. We've been covering a lot of crazy stuff here. So yeah, those are just a few things you can listen to as of right now and upcoming releases you can look forward to. We have we have our The Holdovers review, our Poor Things review, and The Boy and the Heron, which I'm very excited about. I think this is Devin's like first Studio Ghibli film ever. So very, very excited oh, yeah. for him to kind of dig in there and I'm man oh man I'm Hayao Miyazaki man I'm telling you I I, I love I love my Japanese filmmakers and again go see yeah, Godzilla it's a, it's a Japanese month yeah it really is go go see Godzilla minus one in theaters everyone uh, you will not regret it it is a great time and uh, what, what did Bong Joon-ho say you know if you can look past like those two inches of subtitles you'll be open up to another whole new world of film like, even though this is Godzilla, this is a great freaking movie. So, thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And stay connected with us by following us on Twitter and Instagram and threads for the latest updates on all that social media garbage. That was Devin, and I'm Christian, signing off. And remember, life is like a movie. So go out there and make it a blockbuster. Peace.